0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother core B MTG. I did a little dance in my chair, actually. What's <laughs> up, bro? I think I could
1: feel <laughs> you dancing in your chair yeah. with that tone, actually. That was uh... I bet anyone.
0: I bet anyone <laughs> in our house could have felt that too. Yeah,
1: that was a that was a fine intro, bro. You know, it is just an honor and a pri- Wait, no, 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 that's not my line. Sorry, I was reading no, that's not your I was reading line. the teleprompter. It's good, Brad.
0: Good. I'm glad. Um, so today we're actually gonna be uh talking a little bit uh historic. We haven't we haven't checked in on, you know, this abysmal dumpster fire of a format.
1: Yeah, well said. It is in, indeed a dumpster in fire. Quite some
0: time, but I have to play it next week, so uh, we're gonna talk about it. Yep. And uh, you know, since since the decks for Set Championship are due on Sunday, I thought we'd bring in a special guest that uh, and I quote, has dabbled some in both formats. And that is none other than Dabbler Brian Brown doing? What's up, buddy?
2: Well, as some of you already know, it was news to me that the Ducks are due on Sunday, (laughs) so... Damn, I'm. Uh, I was doing much better until I heard that. Yeah, um, you
1: thought they were due on Tuesday, right? So you thought you had less time. So or Wednesday, ready? maybe? No. <laughs> some, for, for a
0: while, I think. I think some championships decks were due on Wednesdays, or maybe those were the league weekends.
2: They used to. There, there was a time where Wednesday was a day that you would turn in a deck. <laughs> and Sundays some, too. It was some would we- say those were the glory days of, of Magic.
1: It was the Wednesday a week and a half before the event, though.
2: That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the Wednesday before, it was the Wednesday that was, like, the, you know, what was that thing called where you could, where, like, streamers got to play the format on oh, uh, Early Access. Early access. Yeah. yeah, it was Early Access Wednesday. You used to be able to submit decks then, but...
1: For the pro tour well, for the next set, of course. Right, yeah. yeah. Look,
0: if we're, if we're gonna go down this tangent, I want to, and when we were playing live pro tours we used to submit our decks you know on on for a while friday night but then it switched to wednesday night yep um and yeah we're all we're all still at home playing from online when you know there is no card availability issues yeah there's server reliability issues, but not card availability issues. I
1: mean, if we don't get the deck list that early, how could we leak the decks early on accident? I mean, that just, <laughs> yeah. just yeah, checks could... out.
2: That is yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that you would still find a way. Look, I, you know, I have a lot of faith in the ability of that to happen. So,
1: <laughs> Oh, too good. Too good.
0: But yeah, so the Inters Red Championship is on the weekend of December 3rd, or like 2nd, 3rd, 4th, maybe? 3rd, 4th, 5th. 3rd, 4th, 5th, that's right. 3rd, 4th, 5th. And so Dex are due due on the 28th, Sunday night for us. And so we, you know, I've been dabbling in some testing, and uh, Brian and I are working with the same group. Well, well, well,
1: Brad, we we didn't need multiple people to dabble. We already have a dabbling guest. We need somebody else who plays it.
0: Oh, well, that's not neither of us then.
1: Okay. And that's the episode this week. If you want to join the <laughs> cast and crew. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, so so we got decks due and, and you know, it's standard and historic um, standard really has not been changing much. Maybe somebody shows up with a cool deck that looks cool and then is found to be medium <laughs> similar to Grixis was for worlds. <laughs> and, um, you know, that might happen. But, for the most part, I expect just a lot of White Weenie, a lot of Is It Epiphany, and then a shit ton of other decks that people say is good and aren't. Uh, Sounds about (laughs) right.
1: Sounds about right. And that
0: that, that would be the entire episode. So, uh, we're going to talk about the other format, Historic, which there's a little bit more. We haven't covered it in a while. It's -hmm. it's kind of a brand new format, too.
1: Yeah, no, Um, Historic, a lot is going on, and honestly... As far as like my, my, you know, my small amount of testing that I've started to do for um Historic, it's been pretty fun in the sense that it's always a lot of different decks to play against, but they're also linear and aggressive that it's like, you know, it doesn't feel like I have a lot of control over the games, but maybe that's just because I'm bad at Historic now. So I it's too soon to tell for me.
2: You know, that was w- almost word for word the same complaint that people frequently love levy at the Modern format.
1: Oh, you shut the hell up about that, because Modern's perfect, and it's the most skill-intensive format by a lot.
0: Well, it's also the most but, reactive it's been in a uh, long fucking time.
2: Yeah. Sure, but I'm just saying that, like, people- that was always people's complaint about Modern. It's like, uh, it's a, it's a bunch of linear decks, it's like- Yeah. There's no skill involved, blah blah, you know, and so forth. It's like- I I, I think that was never true. I think historic is is a actually a sweet format. Yeah, Granted, I'm back in the boat where I have no. There was a period of time where I had actually, and I know this sounds unrealistic, but I'd actually learned every like what cards were actually in historic gasps and i'm back to just not knowing
1: anymore and i feel like like, if the trajectory goes the same for your enjoyment of magic bbd you're gonna play until you then figure out what's going on aka mastering this format and then just be super bored again is that accurate
2: maybe i i don't know (laughs) i i've played like a bunch of games of standard and it like i just do not have fun playing it um at least with historic I, I it's more fun like um yeah, i don't know no, just, there's just more I, variety oh, like for one oh i'm
0: with you like i i used to like standard i, I so like when i became the standard guy that was like during cons and 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 theros and those formats and like they were actually like fun and vibrant and had a lot of cool things going on in them Mm
2: -hmm. like gen con or what what kind of cons are we talking
0: (laughs) gen cons of tarkir oh and uh and you know like in the last two years especially since covid has hit um standard is is bad see it's it's just been perennially bad for that entire duration I don't even think there was any shining light like it's just been overpowered stuff companions a yeah. bunch of bands Adventures and even now it's were a
1: huge thing
0: yeah and even now it's like um the like the the one hyper aggressive linear deck and the is it epiphany deck that sit on top of everything and you know green is getting pushed out of the format because white and green used to be close but white was ahead but all the new upgrades to white make the green matchup even way worse
1: yep that's true. Like, Thalia is surprisingly drink. good against that deck. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not
0: even surprisingly. I called it... Uh, I wrote a Thalia article the day it came out, and I said it's gonna push green out, because mm. it's it's just so good against them. Yeah. And then and then they printed Valorous Stanch, which is, like, also messed up against them. True, true. So, so like, you know, green is still out there. People are playing it, the, the diehards, but uh, it's not a great choice, and everything else is just a step behind those two archetypes, so
1: yeah, it's crazy yeah. because like, well, I agree, and I think the standard format, you know, on paper is just not fun for me personally. I have still really enjoyed it. Like, I've been—it's—it's it's been a struggle for me to get off standard and test historic. I know that's kind of weird to say, but combo control has always been my favorite type of decks to play. So I just thoroughly enjoy playing. Is it? But I totally get people that are sick of the same kind of decks. But for me, it's just I love. I love that deck so much that I've still been having fun, even if it's up against yeah, I, the same stuff.
0: I also find it enjoyable, but I'm more of a deck builder tuner, and mm-hmm. I I, ha- I can't find the perfect build of it, so I keep iterating on it, and yeah. and so like that's that's where it, my enjoyment does come from.
2: Yeah, same. It feels like there is no perfect build.
0: I agree. I agree. I don't know. It I just added
1: like... I just added Wandering Mine into my main deck, and I think I have officially not done it and i'll go back to the other broke it but but
0: not the way you want to break it oh yeah i broke the deck all right
1: (laughs) it's like it's like those four flex slots of the deck that it really doesn't fucking matter what you put in there the deck is still going to be good but you know it's just fun to mess around with different cards
2: (laughs) yeah it's so easy to get caught in a trap of magic where you you're like oh this deck is like Is really good. It's just missing a piece. And then you like play one matchup and you're like, oh, this is the missing piece. This like solves this matchup. Mm -hmm. And then you play a different matchup and you're like, oh, but it's just missing one piece. And this card is so
1: bad in it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And
2: then you're like, oh, this is the missing piece. This solves this matchup. (laughs) And then you just end up with a deck that's missing one piece in every single matchup and you can't.
0: Oh, yeah. You build the deck to lose to everything.
2: Yeah, it loses. Yeah. I love when I do that. I yeah. love when I do that today. I mean, you have done it quite often. I've seen how many times you've registered Jund. So, <laughs> hey, hey. Oh.
1: bang! I don't know. Jund, Jund Saga is pretty damn good right now. Jund that. is great
2: true. now. That yeah. is true. I, I, that was actually that's actually a good Jund deck.
0: Oh my favorite my favorite about it though is uh when somebody in, in stream I just had this rant I just sometimes just snap off on people because I'm a grumpy old man now. Yeah. But someone's like, Urza Saga needs to be banned and I was just like, Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. This card is in Jund. Jund is like the home of the halfway halfway toys or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if this card is so powerful, but it only finds a home in Jund, you've got problems.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 It's <laughs> like, you know what needs to be banned or modern right now? Maelstrom Pulse. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> if the card finds its home in
0: Jund, and only Jund, and you're saying that it's ban-worthy... Like, you gotta check yourself. Yeah,
1: like, I was playing a deck, an Ely Cassis Brew, that is, like, legitimately blue-white Urza, and he's just like, nah, I don't want to play Urza Saga. Zero copies of that in there. You know that is not necessarily a ban-worthy card.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think, I think, <laughs> where I want I would I would say there's something wrong with the assessment of Urza Saga in an Urza deck mm-hmm. over the, the assessment of Urza Saga. I'm pretty sure that deck wants some Urza Saga. Yeah,
1: it, well, his deck is a is a control deck, so you do not want to ever be losing land. So oh, it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. it's just a blue white control deck that plays a bunch of hateful artifacts with Wurr and stuff, and and it it truly does not want Urza Saga, which uh, I I thought was pretty funny.
2: There's another uh, artifact deck that plays a lot of hateful artifacts that does not give a shit about losing lands. Is that a lantern deck? It
0: is <laughs> you know, i'll make an 8a construct uh say go because of my scenario bridge. yeah
2: i have a bridge so yeah you're go <laughs> so you guys might not know about the old one-two punch okay <laughs> it's classic it's a classic of lantern control you have a bridge in play nobody <laughs> can attack go on but you've also got something like a tezzeret agent of bolus perhaps or a uh in this case in saga creating giant creatures and your opponent is they're stuck in a in a conundrum if they blow up the bridge to unlock their creatures then they die to yours <laughs> but if they don't blow up the bridge then they can't win you know mm. it's it's it's, a, of... it's a hard it, it's a hard lock
1: yeah it's a, Dude, it's I, a honestly <laughs> go
0: ahead oh I, I was just gonna say I, I, I've said this before on this podcast, but I honestly think I have never met a magic player that loves continuing to play games that are unlosable than Brian Brown doing. <laughs> 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 like that's that's what you take home to your private time with. Like it's those games where they're like they can, they can't beat the three3 tests I have in play. But little do they know the fourth one's in hand.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you uh, about the greatest I'm sure I've told the story, the greatest match of magic I ever played. <laughs>
0: I'm no,
1: sure go, go it, I'm sure it was a heinous match of magic.
2: So it was. <laughs> it was. My opponent resolved or blinked Thrag Tusk nine times <laughs> over the course of the game of magic. But 48 minutes later, they lost because I had Obzidat come back into play. My God. And not attack because, of course, he couldn't attack into the board that was presented, but came back in play over enough subsequent turns to still drain them out. Wow. (laughs) Nine drag tusks. And then I proceeded to savagely punt game two in two minutes to draw the match. (laughs) (laughs)
1: bravo bbd bravo that's why we have you on the cast with that
0: kind
2: of expertise that was uh
0: oh that's a bbd story for you
2: (laughs) what's that crappy town in new york that they used to hold opens in all the time new jersey syracuse what's that
1: new jersey syracuse
2: oh no it's not new york it was uh it was wooster oh yeah it was it was it was in wooster that's where that happened
0: Oh, wow, thanks for alienating the, like, eight people that listen to us that are from that area.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we actually just got them hooked now. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Too good.
0: Is that where the tournament was at, or are you telling another story about Wooster?
2: No, that's where the tournament was at. Mm. We uh, CVM and I drove the 12 hours to Wooster on Friday. Oh, yeah. To just punt <laughs> in incredible fashion, huh? God bless you. And then CVM got so this was when opens for two day tournaments, and CVM got incredibly lu- unlucky to miss top eight of the Legacy Open on Sunday. Like they they had standard on Saturday, Legacy on Sunday. Um, so it was a one he day. Basically, event. lost his last round, but was still like basic, almost a, almost a lock even with a loss. But he dropped like three percent breakers or some like some amount that's like usually not catchable to mm-hmm. get ninth and if he if he had not gotten ninth cuz we we left immediately yeah. afterwards and drove all the way back to Roanoke had he not gotten ninth we would have been late to work on monday <laughs> <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Classic.
0: The good old days. Now I'd be like, I don't think I
2: want to drive to
0: Nashville.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but uh, BBD. That's a
0: long way. But
1: BBD, instead you were late to work on Monday on your own accord, right?
0: (laughs) of course.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: I did it my way. 100%. Oh, too good. Dude, if I'm going to be late to work, it's going to be on my terms. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs)
0: That's fair. All right, so. So let's actually get into get into uh some news and then we'll get into historic. Um uh, just for everyone to know, Red Bull International Stop 5, which was canceled this past weekend due to arena issues, is rescheduled for December 3rd, 4th and 5th or 5th and 6th or whatever. It would be the 4th and 5th, uh, the same weekend as the Innistrad Set Championship, as well yep. as the Arena Open, as well as the Store Championship. What is going on, Wizards?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's just no <laughs> events. There's no events like this weekend, next weekend. But shit, let's put them all in one.
0: They usually spread so many things out. But yeah, the Store <laughs> Championships are, are you know, a tournament I actually would have played in. Yeah,
1: the Arena Open and the Store Championship, I would have played in both of them. That would have been super I fun. I don't
0: really care about the Arena Open because it's limited.
1: Oh, up and let's draft up. this time. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, I've never played this format, so I'd I'd do terrible. But I think that we're fun. both working. Yeah, and and the whole can't play kind of thing is is kind of a factor. Well, but. I
0: might not be working by Saturday, so we'll see.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
2: <laughs> so I, I saw a joke on Twitter that was like, "The new Christopher Nolan movie will require you to run between three different theaters," which I thought was a great joke. <laughs> I think the new Watsy organized play requires you to play in three different tournaments on the same day. No, it's going to, it's just, it's every tournament for the entire year on one weekend. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to require you to get multiple monitors just to be able to double queue. And then they're going to start selling monitors.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, also you can't, you can't have two tabs of arena open. So you <laughs> right. need two accounts. You can well, start Magic account.
2: Online for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they get-
0: Well, you yeah. can't have Magic Online for Arena Open and the Set Championship.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Well, we can try
0: <laughs> on Magic Online. Yeah, give it a shot to play the Set Championship. <laughs> <laughs> We're not like a judge. <laughs> We're not syncing up together.
1: <laughs> yeah, this isn't working. <laughs>
0: Dude, that would be the greatest pro-protest of all time. Arena's just inst- stable, so we're all like, we're gonna play it on Magic Online, but not tell them. And then we all just queue up on Magic Online.
2: I agree, that uh, would be the greatest pro-protest of all time, by default.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, I'd prefer if you oh. didn't do that, coming from the coverage side. I think Magic Online for coverage is not great. I guess they've done the boxes and they turn out pretty good, but
0: I don't. I mean, I personally don't mind watching Magic. I'm no, but yeah. it's Arena has been Arena has been a little hiccupy lately.
1: Yeah, Arena's uh, yeah, not been a, Arena's not been
0: great. sick. <laughs> <laughs> Much like probably me, Arena has just come down with COVID. <laughs>
1: <laughs> F in arena, yeah, it hasn't been great lately. Let's hope it's better for the set championship. I
0: do too. I I I, yeah, I really hope. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been bad for me with my monster rig. Not not like I'm sponsored by Monster, just I have a a really good computer.
1: That
2: yeah, is I, Yeah. It's been great for me. I've been using the supercomputer at the University of Washington.
0: And oh, I've amazing. had no issues with Arena. Are <laughs> <laughs> are you, you mining some bitcoins too with that beast?
2: <laughs> uh no, but I have been using I have been uh, investing in uh Dogecoin.
0: So oh, at the perfect time, yes, <laughs> perfect. Right in you got a, in good, ground Brian. level.
2: So <laughs> you got, you got Actually, good. Sorry, I I didn't invest in Dogecoin. I bought an NFT of the first person who did. <laughs>
0: smart, <laughs> smart. <laughs> I was oh, just man.
1: I was just watching on like a Tonight Show last night that some dudes like NFT sold for twenty nine million dollars. I'm just like Jesus Christ, I'm in the wrong business.
0: <laughs> it was pretty well, cool
1: but yeah
0: we are <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. good we are, we, we are for sure in the wrong business
1: <laughs> okay good i was just wanting some confirmation on that
0: oh hell yeah yeah no we uh we have been walking right past two do, do not enter signs <laughs> turn back signs for months now
1: <laughs> that's fair
2: um
0: no uh but uh
2: Celestia yeah, Humans. It,
0: Celesnia <laughs> Humans, the first deck we're gonna talk about. <laughs> All right. Celesnia Humans is an historic deck. It's a very popular one. I don't think it's that good of a deck, but uh, we definitely should talk about it because it's one of the most popular. But it is just a Cocoa human deck with like you know, like a lot of the a lot of cards that have been printed recently, you know, Thalia, Brutal Cathar, Elite Spellbinder, and then as per being the good one. Uh, as for Sentinels, a big upgrade, too. And then mm-hmm. you've got your uh, Luminarch Aspirants and your Thalos Lieutenants that help boost everything. Uh, and then, you know, it gets rounded out with some Ranger, Captain of Aeoses, and some, like, targets like like Giant Killer and, and stuff like that. And pretty much the only reason your Selesnia is for Cocos, maybe some Dramocus Commands, maybe some shards on the board. But, I mean, kind of your bread and butter... Uh, company aggro deck right now like you know sometimes it's Gruul and sometimes it's selesnia mm-hmm. Gruul's just bad right now i don't exactly know why but i think it's because of decks like humans that kind of get bigger and is it phoenix can fight it and all of the Golgari decks are better against it
1: yeah i was kind of wondering that too i saw a tweet from someone uh that was doing well with gruel and i was like god this deck just looks good but then whenever you play it it just doesn't feel as good and it probably yeah. is pretty bad up against phoenix with how efficient their removal is, and, yeah, DRC sculpting the draws and stuff, it, it just doesn't seem like it gained anything while other decks are, are gaining one to two pieces.
0: Oh, yeah, if you think Unholy Heat is good in modern. <laughs> oh!
1: It's a lot worse I... in Historic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it's a lot better in Historic.
1: You really? I mean, it's, it. I played it a little bit, and it's still kind of hard to turn on Delirium, like, without I've, Bobble I've sh- and I've stuff.
0: I've shot for six on turn two.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that's definitely possible, but
0: I mean it's it, I th- I think getting I think it it has never been not efficient for me. Mm. Like sometimes it'll come down and kill something that is one or two. Like th- this is also the format that you know Tarmogoyf is not getting cast on turn two, except yeah. I guess out of the uh out of the Nicol deck or whatever.
2: Uh, Speaking of which, they should probably ban Tarmogoyf. Kav- K- that Kavu yeah, probably Kabu
0: is played. Why would they ban Timbergwave in Water?
1: It's being played in Jund far Jund. too often. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> too much play in the Jund deck. Yeah. Um, let's, let's get her a yeah. saga and go <laughs> the hell out of her. Guys,
0: guys.
2: <laughs> uh, leave
0: leave my Jund deck alone just because I did well with it in one tournament after owning it for 10 years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've owned sagas for 10 years? Damn, I've dude. Owned
0: Jund. <laughs> Been a shunned aficionado for 10 years. It's didn't like being a Minnesota like Vikings fan.
2: Didn't Saga come out like 17 years ago or whatever? Touche.
0: Yes. Ursa Saga did come out like 17 years ago, Brian.
2: Are you happy with yourself? I am very happy. Are you proud? <laughs> yes, I am. Very pleased. I'm also very pleased about the card from Oka's Command. Mm, yes. You do
0: love yourself, uh, your, you know, the, the world championship winning card, don't you? Yeah, yes, I, I do.
2: Any
1: reason why you love that card? <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Any any big tournament result that you have? Do you it? like
0: it, or di- do you like or dislike when your opponent is much, like, heavily favored on you, but then throws away all their best resources at the end of their, at, at the end of your turn?
2: I enjoy that quite a bit. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was just I was just wondering. <laughs> No, I, I, I just think Ramoka's command is just like one of the most fun Magic cards they've ever made. I, I just, I love playing with that card so much. As I don't know, I'm, I'm finding it hard to contemplate myself not registering that card in this tournament. For real? If, yeah. I mean, Kethis <laughs> is two,
1: two of those colors this is green and white, right? I mean, you're on your way.
2: Yeah, correct, correct. <laughs>
1: I actually wasn't sure. I have not cast a cat in so long. I was like, it is green, white, right? <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah! It's after all on. the times we've played unplayable Abzan decks at the beginning of formats, <laughs> you would forget the color combination of
1: Kethas. <laughs> I have put Kethis in a deck Don't just, you re- to, just to have it be a value card. Absolutely. Don't
0: you remember when you were both in the, uh, what's the showdown Wednesday tournaments? Oh, oh I
2: remember. I remember playing a horrendous Abzan what deck were they called? With and, no, you were
0: both You were both testing Kethas, <laughs> and I was, was just playing Kethis. the it deck.
2: It wasn't even a combo. Yeah, it no, was it was just... value. Yeah. It was Kethis that would make Garrick cost five instead of six.
1: Yeah, exactly. It'd be curving nicely. And then, nicely. Yeah. And then
0: the last minute, Corey, you two were like working on Obzon together. And the last minute, Corey just begs me for whatever Nissa deck I had. Mm-hmm. And yes, then just he, he played. You.
2: He played the Simic deck and beat me so bad that I've never played Magic again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until this <last> week <laughs> where I've begun to dabble once again.
0: That was your retirement
1: match. Don't worry. Yes. I beat... Five other players that day that badly as well. So it wasn't
2: just you.
0: (laughs) It wasn't personal, bro. it
2: wasn't personal. It wasn't personal, but it still hurt. You beat me so bad in that match. I mean, I that is one of the worst beatings I've ever sustained. It
1: really was an absolute (laughs) shit stomping. It was
0: so
2: bad. (laughs) Like I'm embarrassed. Still now, having been part of, that, part of that fucking match, I mean, was not that
0: bad?
1: I wasn't yes. even—I wasn't even sure yes. if that was like supposed to be the warm-up match, and we were getting to E League a little later, <laughs> or if that was actually the start of the event for money. Like, that was the easiest five hundred dollars I've ever made in my entire life.
0: Corey, he—he did, he, he did call me after the match. He's like, "Where do they fucking find these people?" <laughs>
2: yeah, well, Corey didn't even have good draws. <laughs> And I couldn't win. Like, basically on turn two of both games, but the game just dragged out and he just I oh my god. I just had main deck Aether
1: Gust and stuff too. It was like, you know, Nissan four, gust your play every game, it was like get wrecked.
0: (laughs) Oh, too good. Oh, I'm gonna go watch that after that. I like like how Corey's saying these lines. I guarantee that's not how the game's played out.
1: I'm not even sure what deck I was playing, to be honest, but (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course she's fucking making up lines just fucking fabricating shit he's like dude that crisis for 8 was insane
2: it's like dude crisis had rotated 6 months prior what are you talking about
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great tournament though fun right, had so, by all
0: so I think Slesday Humans is popular now but I don't expect it to stay popular I think it's a fine deck
1: yeah, it just seems um, so. Maybe I'm just to not me.
0: playing against it a ton, but yeah, like it's just the 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 boring beatdown down deck. Um, I did queue yeah. up
1: one match yesterday, and I'm like, okay, let's let's try out and just see what this deck's all about. And I just play the mirror, and I'm like, well, this is stupid.
0: <laughs> oh, this <the>, <laughs> just Celesian played mirror?
1: the Celestia Humans mirror. I'm like, oh, fun. I'll learn a lot here.
0: I mean, I will say though that Esper Sentinel is much like all the mh2 cards that ended up in historic for some reason are all kind of fucked up yeah it's a good one yeah yeah as for sentinels does make you know things difficult for certain decks um one in particular is Azurius affinity that's the next deck we're going to talk about because it's also Mm -hmm. has a pretty high win rate now i'm going down the list somewhat of um there'll be a few changes of the untapped gg this is a plug for untapped we're not sponsored by them but good friends over there where they have you can become—I don't even know what their branding is. You can become uh, untapped premium. Oh, they just have—they just have premium, and then you're able to like check all the data from the people that use the use it, and um, it's got decent data. So I, I use it sometimes. It's not bad. Hmm. That was, but, uh, thank
1: God that wasn't a plug because that was bad.
0: Yeah, it's not
2: great. I mean, it'll
1: get better if you on sometimes. We're not funded by
2: them, and we never will be. <laughs> yeah.
1: And we're not on our way to getting any money from them at all.
0: No, the the data the data is fine that you can get off of it. It's just the samples are pretty low in historic right now. Yeah, yeah, it's just
1: it's just not played a lot, right? Like it 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 seems like historic is still only being played by people that are like actively playing in this event. Otherwise, why play historic? There's no events coming up anytime soon. It's not really. Well, the a reason loved to play format. historic,
0: Corey Baumeister, is that uh, your cards have value, oh. but then they rotate out of standard. So this format gives them value. Hmm. And also, all the cards that we dump into the format that you have to buy also give it value. <laughs>
1: hmm. Okay. Sounds great. I'm going to go join historic right now. You've sold me on that format as well. <laughs> <Two>. <laughs> You're the plug king <laughs> today, Brad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Here's a quick. Quick commercial break for, uh, what are they called? The MTG Rants podcast. They exist.
1: Once again, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely crushed it.
0: I'm having
2: tell you an, you an what off. Podcast day. does need a plug though. The no. Oh <laughs>
1: my god! See, BBD actually nailed this plug. That was that was oh, good. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so tell me a little bit more about Azorius Affinity, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about the deck.
0: All How right. Is it? <laughs> All right. So Azorius Affinity is based around one of my favorite cards. Uh, it came out of MH2 as well. There's there's a theme of decks mm. existing with MH2 cards, but mm-hmm. it's Thought Monitor.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: This is a six colorless blue affinity for artifacts, flying, draw two, tutuf. Two um,. And so the deck has like Esper Sentinel, uh, Ingenious Smith to go get some artifacts, uh, Nettlesist, which is also a pretty, you know, messed up card from MH2. Yeah,
1: that card's really good.
0: Portable yeah. Hole, which is a great artifact that interacts. And then it even plays like Reverse Engineer for other card advantage. And then just a, an array of different artifacts. Some of them are like to get certain things done, like like uh, Shadow Spear, and others are like Hate, like Torment's Crypts and Graftigger's Cages. But. All in all, this deck is just trying to play a very fair game of Magic in the mid-game and then just kind of become explosive permanent based with all the velocity of thought monitors and reverse engineers in the late game.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Uh, that just sounds like Jund. Is this the Jund of the format?
0: No, there is a <laughs> Jund deck of the format. Oh, okay, but okay. That, the Jund deck actually plays more like Obzon, so maybe this is the Jund deck, but... <laughs> uh, no, it's just kind of a very powerful strategy because... It's so velocity based right Nettle cyst cares about artifacts and play, and then if you ever put a graph digger's cage and a nettle cyst on the same creature uh, even if it's the germ, it attacks for a ton and you get to draw and sift through your deck really fast.
2: How do you I think this deck's a... actually pretty good you put a graf digger's cage on sorry mm-hmm. no uh,
0: did i did I say that I meant uh a shadow spear and a nettle cyst mm yeah, you put both equipment on something even if it's the germ, and that's an honest that's mistake. Really...
1: those cards are very similar. <laughs>
2: they are they both cost one mana <laughs>
0: there
1: we go there they, we go
2: they're both unpla- they're both artifacts that do literally nothing <laughs> but when you've got your deck rolling they do some cool stuff <clears throat> yeah I, this is actually the deck that I've been playing with um, and I, I think it's really cool uh, I will say that if if the argument is that Esper Sentinels too strong for Historic this deck is not making that argument <laughs> I agree. It, like it, as for Sandal yeah. kinda shitty in this deck. It's actually like almost very bad in this deck. Huh. Um like if, sometimes it didn't, you...
0: if it didn't shrink your other cards.
2: What's that? If it wasn't like an if artifact, it did, yeah.
0: If it wasn't an artifact that shrunk thought monitor and reverse engineer cost.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's it's not in there except for like it does that.
2: Yeah. Right. Like it, it does that. You can put nettle cyst on it. Um there there are things like that, but in general, it's 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 a one-mana artifact that you are playing. There's a lot of bad one, zero and one-mana artifacts that are in this deck specifically to just be artifacts mm-hmm. because they like, you're just trying to facilitate the good cards in the deck by playing bad ones. Um, yeah, generally speaking, that's not a great deck in Magic. <laughs> but it doesn't but... seem
1: like there's a lot of hate for it now, at least. You know, you don't see, like shatterstorm or by force engineered explosives you know well
0: engineered explosives not legal well
1: i know but i'm saying all the cards that have made affinity really bad in the past like you don't have a ton of those cards at least that i've been seeing at first glance that completely destroy that kind of thing you know like um stony silence those level of hate cards so it seems like that deck could just be kind of a sneak around those kind of hate but i i'm yet to try this one yet
0: Yeah, Yeah. Biforce and Shatterstorm are both legal in this format, and they're both very good cards. Oh, does it it
1: play them? I mean, that would be, like, a huge problem, I suppose.
0: Well, if people wanted to play those cards, they're out there. Okay. Um, But those are the two options, I think, that are, like, the most messed up.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those decks that's, like, if people don't do anything about it, it, it's a very powerful deck. But if people want to beat it, it's quite easy to beat it. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, like the like Nettle Cyst is just is such an insane card, and the deck draws a lot of cards or looks at a lot of cards. So it's pretty easy to find a Nettle Cyst, and then, like, you know, any, any random creature is, is suddenly a massive threat if you have that card. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, like normal affinity, like for modern, basically. It's like cranial plating makes everything good. So. Yeah, that's fair. Enough. Yeah, I
0: think the deck is also pretty cool, but it's another one of those decks that I don't think I'll end up playing. I think the, the they're the, those are two popular choices that people are playing right now. Yeah, but they're they're not on my short list of what I would consider.
1: Yeah, uh, we can
0: move on to uh, to a few decks that are on my short list. Yep, I was just gonna say sure.
1: the next two decks we're gonna be talking about are the two decks that I'd consider because let me tell you expressive iteration is one hell of a one hell of a magic card
0: it's a drug it's a drug it
1: truly is i played eight expressive iterations at the envy and i think if i was playing in this tournament i know i'd be playing as it turns in standard but i'd be playing probably eight expressive iterations again in this event and yeah, i don't have it, a problem it, you have a problem okay
0: Yeah. No, you <laughs> your opponents do have a problem because they have to play against is it or expressive iteration yes yes but, so so yeah, the next deck is is it Phoenix? Now, this deck, there's a lot of different ways to are building it. Like Zan Syed's trying to popularize a list with like demi-liches and strike it rich and these otherworldly gays. I haven't tried it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm supposed to, but like that those are usually the type of cards that I stay very far away from.
1: Yeah, that is the one that I played against. You know, I've I played probably 10 matches of historic, so I'm I'm just starting my exploration. But the one time I played against Phoenix was that version. And it completely destroyed me, but, you know, I was also playing some medium deck, but it, it looked pretty explosive. I mean, this person was attacking me for, like, 10 on turn three or four. It was pretty gross.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that can happen. It's more like, uh, you know, I, I learned how to is it Phoenix through Javier Dominguez, and he gave me a very good le- lesson about the deck. It's that, you know, you play the Phoenixes as the distraction. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to add cards like Dragon Rage Channeler to your deck, if you add all those other cards as well, you are now just just telling telling the world, the, the universe, saying, I will die to rest in peace.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. I cannot beat this anymore. <laughs> and so, like, you know, your deck should have a lot of angles to be able to beat that. And so you're trying to actually minimize the amount of cards that interact with your graveyard to find the correct balance and i think that that version goes over and then you've got the other well, version that doesn't
1: you got to make sure you have angles and angels as well right like those are the things that work quite well together
0: yes angles and angels uh, yes. okay.
2: elementals too oh okay okay
1: of course yes yes yes
2: <laughs> yeah I, I i'm in agreement with you that uh the the power of phoenix isn't the degenerate draws where you like get a bunch of phoenixes back it's that it, you get to play this like um very interactive game and get free creatures out of it mm-hmm. um some 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 amount of the time.
1: Yep. And I mean honestly So that's a lesson trying to oh sorry go skew ahead.
2: Skew your deck to sorry. It's trying to skew your deck to do this like explosive thing, but it's less consistent and more vulnerable oh. to hate. I don't really think is the right way to go. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah and honestly I I, I could take that lesson over from modern where um grixis death shadow a lot of people bring in hate there for the graveyard and while it does hit a small element of the deck you know you have a lot of other stuff that you can rely on if rest in peace does resolve and i think that's what makes it such a very good deck and the same with phoenix if you can diversify have some crackling drakes as well as your graveyard synergy based stuff then it almost feels like whenever you get to shrug at a rest in peace you know you have a good deck when you're playing the is it phoenix side you just you just have such a dynamic game plan
0: yeah i don't think you could ever shrug at it but you, yeah you can uh, you can try to limp and that's why i think like these decks should have some drakes but also like either smoldering egg or the sprite like the old haste one one like i don't know how good that card is anymore in the format but Sprite Dragon like people are starting to play yeah that was turn.
2: always like the best card same, in same. Well, That's what I thought, no no too.
0: i agree with that but now now it seems like people are starting to play smoldering egg i don't know which one's better
2: sure um mm.
0: and you know people are playing as archmage's charm that seems bad to me but i also have not cast archmage's charm in the deck so
1: yeah it's good in control i like it there but or is it turns but that does not seem like a um seems
0: rough on the mana
1: yeah it seems rough on the mana and just doesn't seem that good like the, the one thing yeah. that I've always noticed about Phoenix is I love the game one deck, but then whenever you have to sideboard to be more reactive, the deck just falls apart, you know, like bringing in counters. And if you're already just main decking counter spells, you're already taking away from its main game plan. And that's what makes it a good deck. So like I hate sideboarding in counter spells with that deck, even though sometimes you have to and just main decking them just seems wrong. It's like you might as well play divination. It's probably going to be the mode you use the most anyways.
2: Yeah, I don't think Phoenix is a... I think Phoenix... You could really build it three different ways. You can build it as, like, super combo. You can build it as combo control or aggro combo. And I think aggro combo tends to just almost always be the best way to build Phoenix. Totally
1: agree. Yep, 100%. And
2: I just... like Anytime people try to shift towards control combo, it's just... It's not a good deck then. Yeah. Or pure combo can be the most explosive but is also so vulnerable to hate that i don't know yeah yeah i i
0: have i have found that like i just want to play this deck when creatures and control are good because those are the two decks that this deck shines against
1: and it does seem like there's a lot of creatures right now it's just kind of unfortunate that there's also a lot of esper sentinels in those creature decks which makes it a little scary but yeah, I I think if I had to submit right now, I'd play Phoenix, but I'd be interested in the Turns deck. But um, I think I I think I would submit Phoenix if I had to do it today.
0: Well, let me introduce you to the next deck. It's called Is It Turns.
1: Oh, look so at that transition. Do you, do
0: you, do you think you're annoyed with Is It Turns in Standard? Well, oh boy, get over here in Historic <laughs> where you can play the same. Fucking deck with the <laughs> same cards.
2: It's actually the same 75. It's just the same uh, fucking 75. No, you get spire
1: bluff canal, okay? Which sometimes yeah. isn't even that good.
2: <laughs> Which and is you get sometimes Archmages worse. Charm.
1: Yeah, sometimes worse. Charm is good in that deck. I'll give it that.
0: Oh no, but it is, it's the same deck. You get some Niv mizzets but you and Anger of the Gods, but for the most part, you're still playing like, you know, Flame Bless Bolt or Unholy Heats, whatever for your 2 minute removal. You're playing Jirari Disruptions and Spikefield Hazards, so you can get up to like that 30 mana without really worrying. (laughs) Galvatic Iterations, Archmage's Charms, Prismaria Commands, Unexpected Windfalls. If only you could play Time Warp.
1: Time Warp would fucking just just make this deck unbelievably good.
0: Oh, that would be really disturbing. So gross.
1: Oh my god, think about it. Your turn four Unexpected Windfall would curve right into a turn five double turn. (laughs) Oh god,
0: that would be so gross. But yeah, it's it's the exact same deck. Um, and, uh, you know, for, for better or worse, uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey,
2: why did you say better there? I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't think there's anything better about it. I don't know. You made yeah. me want to play
1: the deck by just saying it's the same old deck. It might have not been the best plug for the deck, but you had me at it's the same, so...
0: I'm in. Well, I only have one problem for the deck: is it doesn't have enough Hull breach horrors in the sideboards. No one's playing enough Hullbreaker horror.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Does it have? Yeah, Lear, that definitely. Though? That
0: that it does have Lear. Yeah, of
2: <laughs> Most of them have Lear, Yeah. <laughs> that card seems like a historical all-star in the side sideboard of a deck like that. Does it? Oh hell yeah! Okay. Oh hell yeah!
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I do think this deck has a lot more problems. Like the creatures get a lot bigger, so your removal doesn't line up that well. Um, you know, we just need a card like I don't know, like more divide by zeros, I guess, to be put in there, and then we're set.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's put more standard cards in
1: this (laughs) deck. Exactly, and then then
0: we solved all the problems.
2: Yeah, I've heard Mascot Exhibition shapes up wonderfully against Celestia humans. Dude, you
0: you joke and but like it is messed up how powerful that card is with Galvatic iteration and Standard. Yes. 18 there's yeah. Like oh, games, baby. yeah. There's just games where you're like, all right, uh I guess my entire game plan is to just make a bunch of weird tokens.
1: I still yeah. I still think I uh I've cast teachings now more often than um mascot exhibition, like by a lot since the invitational and on the invitational you know that card is messed up
0: probably yeah they're all good
1: oh whenever you draw three cards it's just like you might as well just extend your hand and and move on to the next game i
0: got to galvanic for the first time to draw five.
1: Oh, really yeah i've done that multiple times that's my favorite
0: yeah, yeah you're really right. far behind you're like all right we're getting back but yeah so yep. there's just this, this is a deck. i have no idea how good it is i understand that this is a podcast where you're trying to get information from us mm. um but this is actually I'm gonna stream this either today or tomorrow night after we get back for Thanksgiving. I gotta get some streams in and testing. Mm. And I gotta learn more about turns. But my gut says it's bad. I played it a few times with decks that I thought I was gonna lose and won. Um
2: yeah. I hope it's bad. I'm gonna just I I'm gonna remove all <laughs> unbiasedness from this podcast. I hope that deck Sucks ass. I
1: hope so too for the coverage standpoint because if I'm like doing deck text and be like, all right, we got the sweet is it turns and checks notes, which format are we playing again? I don't even know. Like (laughs) 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 Sounds awful.
2: I guess it makes it easy to have a collection on MTG Arena though. That's true,
1: except don't you get stocked accounts for this event?
2: Well, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about people listening to this podcast. They can
0: it it does seem like a very cheap deck to port over to Historic.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That that is very true. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Um, all right, I'm gonna skip this next deck and we'll talk about it last. Uh, just so y'all know, we're gonna switch over to another Slesnia deck, which is one of my favorite decks in the format, called Slesnia Life Gain Combo.
1: Oh yeah, gain in uh, life.
0: So this deck is based around the Scurry Oak from Modern Horizons two. I'm just checking every deck to make sure it has one. <laughs> and and uh, Heliad Suns Crowned. Uh, that's it, Heliad Sun Crown. Yeah. So off you know luminarch veteran just came out uh, along with soul warden now there's eight life gain effects uh, and then prosperous innkeeper so there's 12 and if you ever combo one of those with uh heliod and scurry oak you get to make scurry oak as big as possible until you time out and make as many one ones now if you have two uh copies of either of those three life gain creatures then you can make your entire team infinite infinite with, so that's that's with the what combo. the
1: arena ladder allows right?
0: with what the arena ladder allows yeah. but but the big reason why this deck is resurfacing as not a meme into a real deck is voice of the blessed voice of the blessed is the uh the new card that's white white uh it's a two two and whenever you gain life it gets a plus one plus one counter if it has four or more counters it has flying and vigilance if it has 10 or more it has it also gets indestructible and along with uh trela sarah uh moon dancer this deck effectively has two very good Ajani Pride mates. Um, and it gives it a very robust like mid-range plan as well. Uh, and that's why I think this deck is thriving, or at least is comp like playable in the format, is that you can just sometimes beat your opponents down in the mid game.
2: Dude, you had me sold the moment you said that you combo off for as long as Arena lets you. <laughs> I mean, I'm already on board. I am. <laughs> you did not have to go anywhere anywhere past that. Like, oh I love God. these janky ass combo decks that you play on either Arena or even Magic Online. Well, you can't actually fully complete the combo. You can only do it a certain amount of time as your clock allows.
0: You weren't around for Project Zero or Project X, were you?
2: Oh, I uh, I was. I was. I never played it, um, oh, okay. but I played against it many times. <laughs> so Familiar with Project X.
1: It and- was like the
2: <laughs> Safi Eric's Daughter combo deck, right? Yep.
1: Me and Brad yeah. actually played a team tournament that went down to sudden death in a Project X mirror. Just think about that one.
2: Oh man. I I lost in the quarterfinals to Shaheen Sarani of a PTQ where I uh stuck around to watch the the rest of it and the semifinals came down to a sudden death uh and one person just went Kabir Crossroads on turn one. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Yes. What a beating. What an absolute Uh, beating. That's brutal. It is, yeah. Um, no, I, can't, I
0: can't be a magic <laughs> pro someone had Kabir fucking crossroads in there <laughs> Yeah.
2: Now this deck looks really awesome like I, I haven't played with this deck yet but I actually would not I'm be excited, surprised Jeff. if yeah I'm sold on it I, I wouldn't be surprised if I register it like I love these kinds of combo decks especially if they have ge- generic mid-range plans like I mean I'm one Gavany Township short of being like well they have that card don't they
0: Mm-mm.
1: that card's not legal
0: no it came out in innistrad well i mean like old innistrad
1: coming out in a specific set does not <laughs> yeah. limit it to historic bradley
0: <laughs> all right we're gonna take a short break to advertise our non-sponsor scryfall the literal yeah. best thing to come out of for magic ever <laughs> Brad, i'm gonna go to scryfall Brad, that and was I'm your going best plug gavity township and it'll tell me if it's legal it is not legal in historic, but it is legal in modern, legacy, vintage, penny, and commander.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Brad, can you send me a text file of this deck? I want to play <laughs> this deck today, too. This looks sweet.
0: All you yeah. got to do is go to untap.gg and. Uh, I can't. I'm not premium. premium. And get premium. I just tried. <laughs> and failed?
2: <laughs> and failed. Yeah. No, but but yeah, I, I do really think that this deck looks, looks really sweet. And um, I. Like this is just another in a long line of including a lot of the decks that we've talked about today, of decks where it's like, if your opponent doesn't have this deck on their radar, it's probably really good. But if they want to beat it, it's probably it's probably quite easy to do so. Like, how do you beat um, it yeah. though?
1: Like, I you know, I, I just a hushbringer. At, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, I was just gonna say you have Skyclave, but uh, that ain't it. So we need Jermuga's command, right? That's the that's the way to solve everything.
2: Yes,
0: you I think, think I think it's better to play the 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 one that hits all of them.
2: Yeah, you uh, declaration in stone is yeah, probably the one. best answer. Or yeah, well, fatal
0: absence.
1: Can... But yeah, deck stone well, is probably declaration
0: in stone because they could just go hushbringer, hushbringer, and now you need two answers.
2: Yeah, declaration, and also if they go hushbringer and make it big or hushbringer, and yeah. I don't know, there's a lot of reasons why I could you could want a declaration in stone there. Okay. okay,
1: that makes sense. Yeah, boom, got him. They're not going to main deck that, so you can just play four we of that on the it. board. We just broke it, y'all. Everyone present one pat on the back, and we'll move on.
0: <laughs> we fixed a, a mediocre historic me- deck. <laughs>
1: yes. By the deck adding, also has other problems. By adding, wait
0: for it, removal. Yeah, like the deck also has other problems, as in it only has like 12 reasonable magic cards against a control deck in one
2: right <laughs> yeah. the deck has other problems one of them being that it plays 12 one ones that gain you life. yeah <laughs> well thank god there's no life
1: loss control deck in in the format because that that would be our bane of existence
0: all right well here next up we actually have jun citadel which does a lot of life losing oh um so jun citadel did pick up some upgrades uh since the last time we've talked about the deck mm. uh mainly so if everyone remembers this deck this was the like accelerate into a bolus of citadel co- collect a citadel collected company strategy yeah um, yep. now it, since since we've last really talked about the deck it got prosperous and keeper which is a great fodder for priest of the forgotten gods as well as an accelerant yep um shambling ghast which is a great one mana enabler because you can sack that to a Frexing Tower, get a treasure, and make an extra mana. Mm. Yep. Uh but then another cool thing for your bad draws is Yagmoth, which they for some reason put in historic. Mm. And uh Ooh. this is
1: Yeah, yeah. Protect that fucking card.
0: Protection from humans. Uh pay one life, sacrifice another creature, put a minus one minus one creature on up to a target creature and draw a card. Uh and then black, black, discard a card, proliferate. But mainly, this card will just let you cycle through your deck, and and it activates, uh, you know, your Mayhem Devil. Would so it's just another sack thing for it. Would you think
1: this card is good against that Celestia Humans deck? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this deck. So this deck plays uh, plays Mayhem Devil. It plays uh shambling ghast. I don't. Would it be good against this deck full of one ones that? Or and a card that, that says literally <laughs> pro
1: humans. Yeah. All right, I'm glad we got that fact checked before we can continue.
0: But yes, this deck is very good against humans.
1: <laughs> um, still folds to actually... a draft diggers cage, I imagine.
0: Uh, yeah, it's not that powerful against it because most of your creatures are do nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, you can you can play sideboarded cards against it that they really aren't except for like Brexage. You know. Well, now now people have been playing Outland Liberator. I don't know if that's better.
2: Hmm. Is Corvold uh, um, still a card?
0: Corvold is uh, still a card and still in the sideboard.
2: Sweet,
1: sweet. <laughs>
2: <yeah. laughs> BVD's
1: just checking in. Okay, I might consider that deck too if it's got Corvold.
2: No, no, <laughs> that deck sounds awesome, and it sounds like it. It would absolutely destroy every deck that I want to play. But I'm I'm too dumb to play those decks. Mm-hmm. Like I every time I try to play those deck, I mean, I feel like there, there's a lot of you win or lose based on how well you sequence yeah um and, and like you can extract so much value from all your cards if you like play all your lines very very well and and all these new cards are just more ways to extract value from all your cards and i just i don't know i, I feel like i'm not going to play that deck well enough to to make it worth playing in a tournament like this yeah. so i'm already just not even gonna bother that's fair
0: uh, well, maybe you'll go and play the new Jun Sacrifice deck, which is a Luris deck that is even more value town.
2: I have seen that one as well, yeah.
0: Yeah, the Golgari Sacrifice deck. Yes. This is one of the best decks in the format. Um, It plays, like, Cat Oven, which that Jun deck no longer does, which is wild, but it plays even Ravenous <laughs> Squirrel MH2 card check.
1: Mm, I did lose uh, to this deck last night, too, and yeah? I didn't think it was real, but...
0: Yeah, no, Gilded Goose, Fatal Push, Village rights, Deadly Dispute, Mortality Spear, uh, and then it plays Trail of Crumbs and the Meat Hook Massacre, and uh, even plays Calm the Garden. But yeah, the entire goal of the deck is to just, you know, draw through your deck, um, and, you know, you massacre, and then you get extra value out of your creatures dying over and over again. But yeah, you're just a velocity-driven card advantage deck.
2: Yeah, cool. now that deck I actually could see myself playing, because that one even though it is it is still like one of those things it's i don't know what it is but like trail of crumbs based card advantage is is way more straightforward to me than like trying to milk a yagmoth or a mayhem devil and all that kind of stuff i don't know it's just it makes more sense to me
1: and meat hook does seem good if a lot of these you know white based aggro decks are running rampant which it kind of seems like it there's a lot of different flavors but there's still a lot of green-white company decks, and one that we haven't even talked about is just, like, the green-white good creature deck that isn't tribal, and you just get to play, you know, a bunch of the good green-white cards, which was a deck before. I don't know if it still is, but, you know, that's three different green-white company decks that could exist in Historic right now, and Meat Hook Massacre seems great against all of them.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually very excited to try that. I'm probably going to stream this deck tonight after our podcast.
1: Yeah, sounds sweet. I
0: th- I think it looks really cool. I mean, I'll try to figure out what's the best version of it because there's so many different builds. But um
1: Yeah, seems awesome.
0: But but yeah, and then uh the last up are like the the mainstays of the format. They just kind of fucking don't die. They're the cockroaches. It's Jeskai Control and Azurius Auros. They just kind of are always around doing fine. Mm-hmm. People will play them. Like, like I don't expect, you know, like some combination of the Cuneos or the uh, the thieves or whatever to play Jeskai Control, they just always do.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's Unless also there's also something there that the Magma Opus <laughs> Gear Hulk stuff too versus the normal Control Magma Opus Gearhulk style decks is still just incredibly powerful. That it would be shocking to me if people didn't mess around with it. The regular Jeskai Control, I feel, is not as good right now. But I I don't know. What do you What do you think?
0: I, mean, I have
2: no strong opinion. I will say this much. I normally think control decks are are heinous uh, in in wide open formats like this, like, um, but almost every single deck that we have talked about today seems pretty loose against Just Guy control. Yeah, so
1: and it does I play could, some could, great uh, cards, that's for sure.
2: Yes, and it and there are some incredibly powerful cards. Uh, they have banned a, a ton of them, but there is still a lot of powerful cards that you can play in Jeskai. How Guy, many cards but... are on the banned list? I am going to check it. How many what? Uh, what they, I'm what just checking
0: it? how how many cards are on the ban list.
2: Hmm.
1: I don't even know. Who knows? Uh, oh,
2: you can keep no, talking. I, yeah, I mean, Sorry. I I could very easily see Jeskai control legitimately being one of the better decks. Yeah. Um, straight blue white control. I don't know what it is. Straight blue white control just never seems good to me. I agree. Um, but various like sky type control decks often overperform what it feels like they should and i could see this being a situation where they do i mean like you've got all these linear aggro decks that are linear in similar ways to each other
1: yeah Um, i think
2: the one and, and that's the key like
1: yeah the one big key that i think this deck did lose since the last time we played historic though is like before we had uh teferi untap and we had access to justice strike lightning helix and memory lapse where it was just that's going to cover your whole basis losing memory lapse and only having to rely on like charm where teferi is like really good on turn six untap have charm games usually over kind of thing like that's great and you still have the untap helix slash justice strike against the aggro deck which is still incredible but losing memory lapse was a huge problem for the deck and if the only thing we gained was a little bit better of a mana base and a charm, I, I don't know. It 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 feels not as good to me with the just control thing. I really felt like and I've that's the deck I've played the most so far is just guy control with like Narsets, Teferi, stuff like that. And I think the next thing I really want to try is just the Gear Hulk version. I've I've always felt like I wanted some go over the top stuff um to be able to just actually close games out. Um, you know, but but who knows.
2: I mean, that sounds good to me. Like, I think having the go over the top stuff is really good for those decks. I mean yep. some of the earlier versions that did get banned, that was their game plan. Yeah. You know, the time warp with you know, what whatever his name was and so forth. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think that just trying to win with Narset and Teferi is, is sometimes a tall ask.
1: Yeah, because even the Citadel decks and the the trail decks they can just outgrind you. They play a lot of removal yeah. and they'll just, they'll eventually win the late game. And, you know, I mean, even that's how Death Shadow and Blue White Control is right now in Modern. It's just, Death Shadow just goes longer than these decks. And when that's the case, you need to go over, over the top effect to be able to actually close games. And I think that's where Jeskai Control is right now
2: with Historic. Yeah, and and anytime you're relying on on like specifically like a couple of planeswalkers or whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. like that's also a one-dimensional game plan that is easier to even decks that don't go to the top of it or whatever. Um, it's still a game plan that's more easy to like plan for, agreed. or sideboard against or whatever. Like agreed, totally agree.
0: Yeah, I I, I yeah, I th- I think guys is probably a decent deck the format, but I do still stand by that they're the cockroaches of it. They've been around forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, totally agree. Um, but now I mean, that... I would also say that these various John decks are the cockroach of the format, too. Alright. That's true. Because oh, yeah, they for literally for come sure. back. <laughs> and oh, they better... for sure. Yeah, Witch's <laughs> yeah.
0: Oven has been around forever.
2: Yeah, the the various Witch's Oven decks. Although, I, I like that that's one of the decks that's been around forever in historic that feels like a good historic deck to have. Really? Because I feel the, evolving. Oh,
1: I feel the opposite way. When whenever I pick a historic deck, I just think like, okay, am I going to get crushed by Cat Oven? Because if the answer is yes, then I just have to sit through Cat Oven games all the time and lose. Like that's that's too much for me. That deck is just so annoying to play against. I hate it.
2: I've never really minded playing against it. I don't know.
1: Maybe it's just because I have to click so many times. It's just like ugh. Click, click. Oh, click, I
2: just click. hit I just hit the button that, that lets everything resolve. But you still
1: have to keep <laughs> clicking okay, I feel. Like. I hit
2: the resolve. I ne- all, well but I yeah. just don't have I just don't have cards that do anything. <laughs> oh, so good I, call. Arena doesn't give me a chance to respond to things because I can't. I guess
1: I play a lot so. of Jess control and I always <laughs> have that lightning helix in hand that's doing nothing, but I still have to click
2: <laughs> yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, that lightning helix in hand that like <laughs> their ninth witch's oven is shutting down. So <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. I might as well just fire that at the face. so I don't have to click. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, we're going to, before we go before, that's the end of the podcast. Um, I mean, I let's for Brian and I, uh, we have one question for both of us and then I have a question for you, Corey. And okay. for Brian, I have a, the question is, uh, what is the next thing that you're going to work on hoping to play in the tournament? And the question for you, Corey, is what historic deck do you hope does best? Okay. Like, what deck do you hope to see in the top eight? Uh, Oh, that's easy. What?
1: I want to see Rakdos Arcanus. It's still my favorite deck. I don't think it's particularly great or anything right now, but damn, I still love that deck so much. But when people are trying to, like, just build it in so many different ways, like try out a bunch of new cards and stuff, even DRC, I don't think is a playable card in that deck. It's just like you just gotta stick to the core. It's a well-oiled machine, and hopefully, someone plays it and does well with it.
2: It might be a well-oiled machine, but it, but it's still a steam engine from the eighteen hundreds. Oh so. yeah!
1: Oh yeah! Absolutely.
2: <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this uh, Celestia combo deck next. Um, try that out. If I had more time for this tournament, I would probably be playing. T- I'd be trying to make a tainted pack deck work. That card's still legal, right? <laughs> tainted wow. packs? Nope,
0: it's not. You have to spend all of your time working on decks that we might be playing as a team.
2: It, oh, okay. it is uh, indeed. Let me delete. Legal. Let
0: me delete this tainted packed uh, room in our group thread.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, there is. Oh, there is one in there. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> all right well i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm I'm dead to the world yeah no i love uh <gasps> Kethis. i kethys is a first love of mine but it has become so atrociously bad <laughs> that even i can't anymore wow uh but tainted pact hasn't broken me that hard yet so that deck is fun to play uh, i'll give you that yeah um, I don't know what it is. I I like playing I like that historic lets me play like garbage combos. So um that that's probably where I'm at. The this this uh life gain deck looks looks pretty solid though, so I'm gonna give it a shot. But I'm sure at some point I'll get tilted from having too many 1-1s that do nothing, and I'll start playing a bunch of one ofs that do nothing.
1: Well, I mean, so. you're gonna make a lot of one one green squirrels. So if you get sick of squirrels, then uh, yeah, that's that. That's not the deck for you.
2: Oh, I don't. I believe me. I have a lot of patience and tolerance for <laughs> clicking the same button over and over again to try to get a combo going that you don't have enough time for. So <laughs> is that your and World fact, of
1: Warcraft bleeding uh, over? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and in fact, tainted pact allows me to do the same thing. So <laughs> really.
1: Oh good lord. What about you, bro? What 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 are you thinking?
2: Yeah. Honestly your, uh...
0: honestly this Golgari Sacrifice Luris deck is just like right up my alley, so I'm gonna test it today and hope I can play because I've been waiting. I was like, I'm just gonna play whatever Javier says, but Javier's now like we have five days and I'm lost. So I'm like shit, I have to start playing this format.
2: <laughs> I will say of the two uh like um you know, there's the, the, the Luris sacrifice deck and then there's the Citadel deck that are kind of similar. That the Golgari one seems more your speed. It's like, yeah, you're a Lur- Lurus Boomer now. So, well, Brad just likes decks that are like the other deck seems more like high variance, high power. Yeah, and the other and and the and the Luris version seems like way more consistent. Uh, and oh, yeah, this, Brad, is, this is
0: this is the Aristocrats like 3.0. <laughs> yeah, Brad
2: loves the he loves the versions of decks that are way more consistent. Than yeah. the ones that have like more raw power but are like could also hand you a steaming pile of crap. Yeah, that's Yeah, powerful. but like
0: the, the if we're going to be fully honest, I do agree past Brad was like that, but like current Brad doesn't play enough games to finalize the perfect 75.
2: Right. It, yeah. Playing those decks that are consistent but lower power requires you to have the right plans in every matchup.
0: Yeah, like, to know everything, like, inside out, <laughs> and that's, like, 0% chance for this tournament. Zero. Mm-hmm. For me to have that. Like, I didn't even have that for the tournament I tested for, which was the Invitational. Like, I, I truly test for that tournament, and even, like, Javier's like, you know, I'm thinking about playing a Bob, and I'm like, I'll play a Bob. You know, like, <laughs> like, like my relationship with Magic has changed. <laughs> My but, win record hasn't, though. There we <illuminated> go! <laughs>
1: yes, yes, love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, Neither has mine.
1: And honestly, you know, this goes back to, you know, when when you were on your PTQ grind, just the modern or modern equivalent, making the top eight and then losing in the top eight, like, it's really on brown for you back in your early days
0: as well. Yeah, I don't even know where you're going, but, but
1: tell me. <laughs> No, I'm just saying. You didn't you lose in the top eight of like a thousand modern or extended events?
0: Oh like, no, just all my PTQs.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, never mind.
0: Casting crew, let's Sorry.
1: do it. <laughs> let's let's
0: do the casting crew. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that is the mm-hmm. end of the episode. Hopefully, this uh, take on historic wasn't uh, too heinous. Mm-hmm. But if you did enjoy the show and feel like supporting our meager efforts uh you can do so by going to bash pro patreon uh just let me start over patreon.com slash bash podcast nailed it where you can support us and get these episodes early as long along with our pre-show so we uh always prepare a show and hang out and do a lot of our our interacting and bullshitting before every episode you'll get access to those on our patreon at any tier but if you get on to the $20 higher tier, you can become part of our cast and crew where we actually put you to work. And we'll be starting with Opa, who is our opposition researcher. Now, um, I don't know if you <sighs> know this, but Ross Marion has been talking some shit, so we're digging up some dirt. Mm. And uh, I don't want to say anything, but his political stances might shock you. <laughs>
2: stay tuned for next episode where we we have the dirt (laughs) all right we got uh joe that is our response and recourse consultant uh primarily known for meeting out justice versus rival podcasts such as the aforementioned Mm. so what what's the podcast name brian Such as the aforementioned podcast. Okay, there we go. I knew it. Next up we got Tosilo,
1: and that is our middle management. Uh anytime there's some, you know, middling to be done, Tosilo gets it done.
0: (laughs) Next up we got Adam, who is BBD's personal hype man. Now, you would wonder, like, why does Brian need a hype man? he's already so excited about life and everything in his life, but...
1: I was wondering that, Brad.
0: <laughs> yes, I know. But Adam is just even that much more of a hype man, yep. and so uh, just runs around br- 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 all the time for mm. Brian, and mm. and all of Brian's amazing, awesome things he does throughout his day.
2: Fuck yeah. Alright, then we got Brandon. That is the official BBP spokesperson or and or scapegoat. So, Brandon makes our official uh you know addresses and then is also the the fall guy when uh we say something heinously awful and i have a horrible feeling that you know you hope that doesn't happen but it could easily happen so
1: but thank god we got Brandon in our back pocket just in case it does and if you listen to the pre show i mean Brandon's needed that's that's a fact yeah True. Next up we got Steve and that is the Bash Bros podcast Task Rabbit. And uh Steve's task this t- this week is probably setting up a civil lawsuit against Brad for not returning his junk cards yet would be my guess.
0: Oh, he's got his junk <laughs> cards and he's got a bunch of
2: Brad paraphernalia.
1: <laughs> so now you're sending him drug paraphernalia as
2: well as his cards? That's that's a double loss. Wow, you're you're planting drugs on him? Wow. The paraphernalia
0: lawsuit. has <laughs> i believe has more than one definition have i been using it wrong
2: i think so rod no you have you haven't been (laughs) you've been using it correctly but we've still been creating something out of nothing
1: which is what this podcast is all about yes
0: oh it's really funny my dyslexia kicked in because it said miscellaneous articles but i thought it said malicious articles (laughs) 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 could be could be Oh yeah, DJ's up next to us, the BBB's official lobbyist. Uh, you know, we get political sometimes, and uh, but we don't get political out in front of everyone like we should. No, we we are doing backdoor deals. mm mm-hmm. and, and and DJ is about that life. Nice.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Speaking of about some life. <laughs> We have Bino Gatista that was originally supposed to be the special guest for this week's episode, but he's in prison. Oh, my God. Not again. Is this the third time? I think it's the fourth or maybe fifth time. Damn. We we actually don't know why Bino's in prison. We don't know how he's in prison, but mark my words, we'll get him out for next week's podcast. Brian, wouldn't you think if you
1: go to prison and get out that many times that that gets kind of lackluster and loses some of its appeal?
0: No, you yes. just get a free flyer, hmm. Miles. Okay, <laughs> yes. okay,
1: all right. Next up, we got S. Saruti, and that is our business analyst. Right now, S. Saruti is going to have to be doing some analyzing to try to get Bino Gatista out of prison because, well, we we need him as the special guest. The special guests have been really lacking, and we're really hoping to get hey, yes. Bino in here. So, yeah, good luck with that uh, business analyzing, S. Sarudi. <gasps>
0: Alright. And uh just like how often I'm gonna pass on getting Bino out of prison, Wapa is the Lord of Puff Puffs. And I'll I'll pass on them because it's they're cute. Mm. I like so, their You uh, see, Corey, da- a puff puff a puff is a four-mana character, a good character from Storybrooke Brawl mm, yep. that says whenever it dies its last breath ability is all puff puffs permanently get plus one plus one but you can't golden them, so you can never get tre- treasures out of them. So you can fill your whole board with a bunch of Puff Puffs and hope they grow big enough by the end game, but they never do. Just so you're aware of what they are.
2: I do enjoy Puff Puffs' death animation. It's really cool. It's, uh, it's very similar to the death animation that you have as a player when you try to make Puff Puff your strategy. Oh, gosh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right,
1: we. Sorry, guys, I just woke up. What were you guys talking about? <laughs> Turn about Adham,
2: our mm. ghost writer. Mm. Okay.
1: Good, good.
0: Is that it? That's <laughs> that- it.
2: Alright, Paul <laughs> <Cole laughs> K Oh, oh Yes! Yeah,
0: game. Hell yeah, VVD's wall, Street photographer. We did it, boys. Wow. That's right i did not think we we're gonna get you there know what week. we did
1: we contributed to bbd's soda addiction hell yeah
2: indeed we did
0: <laughs> brr, 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 brr. i need to get one of those buzzers now
2: yeah it's been said there's a way to curb one's soda addiction but we don't actually know how mm. it's heroin mm. phil phil is our next <laughs>
0: We don't actually know what Phil does.
2: We don't, no. Agreed. Phil won't tell us. No, Phil knows. I wonder if
0: that's to protect us.
1: I think it's to protect him. He wants to continue to do a light amount of work and still receive the same amount of negative $20 wage.
0: Phil does all the dirty things that you know, we should know about in case, you know, the company goes under.
1: Well, that's why we have Brandon our scapegoat, just in case, but... Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. Next up, we got sold in the bossy, and that is our designated mana dork, and I would say our mana dork for this week would be... Corey's looking through all the decks again. There's not a yeah. lot of mana to be created Look, in these we, decks. we could do
0: Shambling Guest, or gilded goose yeah or we'll do Sinkeeper. we'll do
1: shambling ass as our designated man at <laughs> dark for this time
0: shambling ass yeah oh, i i love that that was all of us
1: before the podcast we were just one big group of shambling <laughs> asses d.
0: i had to take d out too Just <laughs> everyone had to it's like noon hit and we all just had to shit
1: yeah it's pavlov's dog whenever we hear podcast it's like ringing the podcast bell and we're like okay 20 yeah. minutes <laughs>
0: oh is it i'm pavlov that's why when, I, when you guys say we're ready to do the podcast i start crying yes that's it yeah uh, <laughs> that's why i cry that makes sense okay cool <laughs> last but not least is gare who is our merch store manager and that is right we do have sleeves we're seeing some of you out there buying them thank you so much for your support but we've got many more in stock so please go over to our merch store if you're watching this or listening to this on poppings itunes spotify or stitcher uh, you can go get that. Do I don't know why I'm putting so much effort into this at the literal end of our episode. Do you think if
1: we put up a stand at at the next magic event, we would sell five figures worth of Bash Bros. podcast paraphernalia? No. Oh,
0: okay. Well, just Zero percent chance. Just I don't think we'd sell a hundred. Okay, okay, okay. Well, nah, we'd probably sell like 200. Yeah. I and mean, we'd just be, it just be out of
1: pity. We're just like, oh, we feel bad for that booth. There's literally cobwebs forming on it.
0: Yeah, it's just three, three adult men crying that they just spent <laughs> 2000 dollars $2, for no reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All Checked right. Off. Well, that is the end of the show, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week, hopefully. I don't know how busy. Corey's schedule is.
1: Oh, I uh, always got time for a bash bros podcast.
0: Always got time. So we will see you next week right before the, uh, the set championship. And that's, that's that. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.